Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. That's really good, isn't it? Watch that, I don't know, a handful of times and I cry every time. There's something about the knee at the cross. That place, you know, where we just humble everything. You guys ever been there? Humbling ourselves? That's a good place to be. So good. So, so good. So are you guys really enjoying this weather? Oh, my gosh. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. I'm so thankful. And then I saw the Weather Channel, and it says that, you know, how you, uh, that's the only thing I watch because I'm not on social media, so I watch a lot of the Weather Channel. You ever watch those videos, though? They're really fun videos, yeah. It's like what I do, I can't, I'm not on social media, so it's like, and the dodo, I do watch that too. Anybody watch the dodo? What? Oh, you guys gotta watch the dodo. It's just these little videos of rescued animals. Yeah, you'll cry every time you watch it. You wanna go adopt a dog or a penguin or something, you know, or a cat or, yeah, a sea lion. I saw that one too, it was really fun. It's like, what are you doing on my boat? Sea lion on a boat, anyways. Totally, totally sidetracked there. Um, anyways, yes, it is nice weather, and they said we're supposed to have um, warmer than usual weather for October. We all say hallelujah because we know what will eventually come. You know, that's. You do? Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, come on. You have some plant things, plant. I have nothing blooming, but, you know, that's okay. God is good. Isn't he good? You know that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It still doesn't determine the goodness of God. I love what they were singing when they were singing, um, for you are good. What were we singing? That you are good and your mercy endures forever. He is good and his mercy endures forever. If we really believe the Bible, we would really live life differently. If we really believed that the word of God was the word of God and that every word in it is truth, we would actually live differently. We might even actually smile every now and then. You guys should come stand up here sometime and look out there, look at yourself. If we truly, honestly believed that the word of God was truth and that it really is breathed by the Holy Spirit, we would act so differently. Completely. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which is for all people. That name that popped up there, Jesus, he's joy. We quote that at Christmas time. Why do we have certain sections in the Bible that we read only at Christmas and Easter? And why can't we have pizza for breakfast? (laughs) Who said, who determined breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like, well, you can't have a hamburger for breakfast. Well, why can't you? 
So why, 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 you know, so who, who determines that we can't have steak and chicken fajitas for breakfast? Scramble some eggs and throw it in. You know, like who determined that? Who determined that you can't have pancakes for supper? I like pancakes for supper. Who said? It's like they said. Why is, it, why is there a breakfast menu and a lunch menu? Why can't it just be all on the menu? You ever thought about that? I thought about that the other day. That's why I thought I'd share that. Just all the, not all pancakes, not all the time. Just every now and then. Too much. I like just the syrup. I put maple syrup in my coffee. It's so good. It really is good. Just a little bit of maple syrup in your coffee, a little bit of oat milk. Oh, it's better than sugar. I mean, I'm talking just a dab, just a little dab of do you. You don't need a lot of it. Anyways, okay. Anybody hungry yet? How's everybody doing on the fasting? Anybody who's, who's joined us for the 21-day fast? R whether you're doing a whole 21 day or just one meal a day or two meals a day or however you're doing that. How has it been for you guys? Has it been really good? Fasting, fasting, I heard, I think it, I think I read it or did Donna say it, I can't remember now, but how fasting really brings you closer to the heart of the Father so that you really see things so differently and so much more clear. Does that make sense? It's like just dying to the flesh and not feeding the flesh, but it's like at that moment feeding the spirit. And then there's that closer closeness to the Lord. It's really cool. Why don't you guys turn with me to Exodus chapter 33. I feel like the Lord is wanting to give us, invite us to a whole nother place. When I was in Argentina a while ago, I can't remember when it was, a few years ago, um, he had actually, I had, a, I wrote out an invitation and wrote on there, you know, that you're invited to join me in, you know, my presence or something like that. I can't remember word for word. And then I had it and then I handed it to somebody and invited them and when I was sitting there in worship, this scripture came, this passage came to me. And so we're going to read it in Exodus 33, and I'm going to read verse 7 through 11. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, And it was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. So it was a place, it was a tent, uh, a unit thingy that Moses set up, and it was a place that he went to, you guys catching me? He went to this place, and that's where he met with God. Or actually, God met with him. Okay? So I just want you guys to imagine that. Imagine a, I imagine a teepee. I don't know why I imagine a teepee, but everybody's got their own imagination. I'm sure it wasn't a teepee. I'm sure it was a whatever. Anyways. All right. To set it up some, some distance from the camp, and everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrance, entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. And he went in, in the, into the tent, and the pillar of cloud would come down and hover 
at, the, at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. But inside the tent, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. And afterward, Moses would return to the, to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Wow. Did you guys envision that? When I get to heaven and I go to the movies up there, I'm sure there's going to be a movie theater and there's going to have each one's going to have sections of things like this where you can go and sit and actually watch this happen. But you know what really stood out to me more than all of that phenomenon? A cloud coming and covering and then Moses disappears and there was a cloud that hovered over this. That was, that was the presence of God. But this is what stood out to me more than anything, was that they would all watch from their tents. They would stand at the entrance of their tent and they would watch as the presence of God would hover over where Moses was. Do you know that God never intended for that? God wanted to hover over all of them. And I believe that that is the invitation for us today. Is that he doesn't want us to stand outside of our tent watching things happen. He wants us, he wants to hover over all of us. He wants us to come and it's an invitation to come into that place of meeting so that he can come and hover over us. Not just us being bystanders, watching all of this stuff happen, but to us actually be right in the thick of it. You guys catching me? And then I love what he says here, what Moses says here. In verse 24, the Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest, and everything will be fine for you. In verse 15, Moses, I guess he wasn't listening because he said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably upon me and, uh, on me and on me and on your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people apart from all other people on the earth. See, it's the presence of God that sets us apart from the world. So when the, when the world looks at you and looks at me, they should see the presence of God on us. Just like when they were watching this cloud come, it was a visible cloud. It wasn't just like he imagined it. It was a visible cloud. It, it was the presence of God that came down. And then it was a fire by day or by night. Can you imagine that? Like this big ball of fire. That's what led them. God wants us to be in that tent of meeting. He wants, he wants to engage his presence with us, for his presence is what sets us apart from us and the world. And then I love it, you've, you've uh, jumped down to verse 18, and um, it says, then show me your, your glorious presence. I always wonder what that's about, because it's like, Moses, didn't you just experience his glorious presence? 
but yet he wants more. How many know that there's more? We've been talking about all of this stuff about him pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. You guys remember that? Joel chapter 2, it says that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That means he's going to do it. And I believe that he's doing it now. I really do. But I believe that our job is to prepare. Your job is to prepare. Say prepare. Let's read Psalm 24, verse 3 through 10, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, Who then is allowed to ascend to the mountain of Yahweh? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Talking about the presence of God. Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth, and those who never deceive, whose words are sure. They will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face. So wake up. That's you. Wake up. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. It's not time to sleep. We got, I'm, I'm going to have you guys out of here by 8 o'clock. You guys are ready for that? 8 o'clock. You're like, yeah, right. I can talk fast. So wake up, you living gates. Who are the living gates? You. Wake up, you living gates. Lift up your heads, your doorways of eternity. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through for you. Wake up. Who will ascend to the hill of the Lord? I believe it's a heart condition. Clean hands, it's, a, it's, our, it's an outward, our outward motives. Why do we do the things we do? Pure heart is what are the motives of why we do what we do. Bobby Connor said this a long time ago, and he says it often. He says, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. See, we want to experience God. We want to experience revival. We want, to do, we want all of these things, but a lot of us won't experience it because the condition of your heart is hard. That is good, because it is true, and I can show you. Proverbs 4.23, it says, So above all, this is the Passion Translation, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Your job is to guard your heart. That's an actually a military term when it says to guard. You guys, ever, you guys ever went to Washington, D.C. and watched the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? Anybody ever been there and seen that? That is sobering. You guys ever watch it? It's like super quiet, and this soldier is dressed like spotless, and they come and they check them all out, you know, and they do all this strange, like, technical robot stuff. You guys ever watch, seen it? But that tomb is guarded 24-7, 365 days a year. They don't get off for Thanksgiving. They don't get off for Christmas. Hurricanes, tornadoes, freezing rain, snow, heat. They don't get to wear a bathing suit while they're walking, and it's 100 degrees. They, you guys, you hear me? That tomb is guarded, limitless, never left alone. 
That's how we're supposed to guard our heart. Never leave it unguarded. 365 days. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. 1 Peter 5.8, it says, So be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Notice it says, like a roaring lion. See, he tries to be big and bad, but he ain't. Because he's defeated. So we have to guard our heart. And this is what Jesus himself says about this. He says in, in Matthew 15, Matthew 15, verse 18 through 20, I'm going to read it out of the Passion. It says, but what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. What comes out of your mouth reveals the very core of your heart. If you want to know what's in somebody's heart, spend a little bit of time with them and listen what comes out of it. Words can pollute, not food. You will, fi you will find living with an impure heart, you will find living within an impure heart, evil ideas, this is what you'll find in your, an impure heart, evil ideas, murderous thoughts, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lies, and slander. That is what pollutes a person. See, Jesus said at one point, he says, if you even look upon a woman and you desire her or lust after her, you've committed adultery. It's the heart of the matter. It's my heart. I don't even actually have to commit the act. I can do it right here in my heart, he says. It's your heart that matters to him. Amen. This is why we have to guard our heart. We want, God has given us an invitation tonight. He's, how many want revival? How many want the presence of God? How many just, how many want everything that he has for us? We have to prepare for that. We have to prepare for it because we want to be, in, we don't want to be caught outside, standing outside of the tent, seeing him come, and we're on the outside of things, right? It's to prepare our heart. That is good. You want to know Satan's weapon of choice? And it's not like big things. It says that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Right? Isaiah, come up here. Let me use Isaiah. Let me use, let me see. Hmm. Let me have Sarah. I'll borrow you for a minute. So, Sarah, your foot's asleep. Does it snore? Oh, okay. I know other areas that probably snore, but we won't talk about that. Anyways, <laughs> you guys, I won't, I'm not going to tell the joke. Anyways, Okay, so Isaiah, Sarah has offended you, okay? So she, she's not, she didn't look at you when you came into the church, and she didn't respond to a text message, 
and she didn't greet you. She didn't come and ask you how you were doing because you were sick. She didn't ever even ask. She never even cared. She never, she didn't even know that you were sick. Yeah, I know. So it's those little teeny things, see? It's those little things that, <laughs> that get on, it's those little things, okay? It's not the big things, it's the little things. So now, when Isaiah looks, hold this in front of your face. So now, when Isaiah looks at Sarah, what does he see? He sees a fence. He doesn't see Sarah, but he sees a fence. So now, this is what is on Isaiah's heart. Now hold this right here, Isaiah. He's right there, a fence. Now show that to everybody. So you may not know, you, don't, you probably don't know that he's offended with Sarah, right? Until you get around him, and maybe you're talking about Sarah and saying, oh, Sarah's this great person, blah, 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 blah. And then he's going... <laughs> Exactly. So he's, that's exactly what happens. So now he, he starts, this is, because this is how he sees her, because this is here. So now it's in his heart. So now what comes out of his, his mouth? Remember, it says what comes out of your mouth is the core of your heart. So what comes out of his mouth about Sarah now is all his offenses but what Isaiah doesn't understand is that all of this has hardened his heart. So now when the pres he's in church and now the presence of God comes and he's wondering why he can't feel, he can't experience that hovering, that cloud that comes because of this. Because this is where, God this is where the presence of God comes is right here in our heart. So he can't experience the presence of God because he picked up these little things things, these little foxes, Sarah didn't talk to me, or maybe she did, and may, maybe she did offend him. Maybe she did. Maybe he's got the right to be offended. But the Bible says to guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. So his choice is, am I going to hang on to this, or am I going to get rid of it? Because I want what God has for me. I want all of it. And it's my choice of what I'm going to do with it. It's not Sarah's choice. It doesn't matter that she holds this above her face. It matters because he is carrying it. So what he does with this is going to determine, his attitude will determine his altitude. So his attitude sucks because he has this in his heart. How many in here have ever been offended? I was today. I went to Cumberland. How many have ever been to Cumberland? And I went and I sat at the coffee shop and studied. It was the best roots. You got to go to roots. And I had a coffee. And so then I left and I go around. Anybody been to Cumberland? How it gets really busy down that little street, you know, the main street. So I leave Roots, and I kind of go around the block, and I end up back on Main Street to go left. So I'm sitting there, and it's busy. So I'm sitting there waiting, you know, waiting. Cars are coming. People are walking. And this guy behind me toots his horn. 
Do you toot or peep or beep? What do you do? You honk. Oh, honk. Okay. Honk. Well, this guy honked his horn. I was, I was fine because I had this oat milk maple latte iced, and it was delicious, and I had great time studying. It was wonderful. And I was good. I was happy. I was talking to Anna, and I was talking to Bobby, and we're just good. And I left, got in my car, minding my business, doing, doing what I'm supposed to do, wait for cars to go by because it's busy. And the guy behind me honked his horn. I usually am pretty good. But something came from in here, and I'm like, wait a second. There's people. Can't you see? And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. Where did that come from? Who cares? I just, you know, wave, gave him the, nope. <laughs> I gave him all five waves. I made sure that all hands were like this, and I did this. But see, that could have ruined my day. Because I was mad because the guy honked at me. I wanted to get out and say, dude, you got a problem? The old char... 100% would have. Rolled down my window, stuck my head out and said, what's your problem? There's cars coming. But the refined char just waved. It still came up. But I didn't let it ruin my day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's just, see, it's the little things. So even though Isaiah had a right maybe to be offended because maybe... Sarah, you're just that way. I don't know. But she goes on with life. She goes on with life. Go on with life. She goes on with life. And he's here. He's trying to worship. He's trying to read the word of God. He's trying to enter into that presence, but he can't because he's back here at the entrance of his tent and watching everybody else experience something because he chooses this. So it's up to us to guard our heart. And what are we going to do with this? How many are sick of carrying offense? This is the weapon of choice of Satan. See, he doesn't have to. It's like a roaring lion. He doesn't have to do a lot of big things. All he's got to do is get you to pick up that little crumb of offense and put it right there. And then somebody mentions their name and you're like, that's how you know if you have offense in your heart about somebody, is when their names are mentioned, this is what happens. And then what comes out of your mouth, Isaiah? Do that again. <laughs> Thank you. I should tape this right here. That is something that the enemy is using. Who will ascend to the hill of the Lord? In Mark chapter 4, Luke chapter 8. Oh, I'm out of time. I, it's 801, dude. I, I lied. We're in church, though. So you got to forgive me. And you cannot hold on to offense. You can't do it because you're in church, and I just talked about it. Otherwise, you're naughty. In Mark chapter 4, Luke chapter 8, and Matthew chapter 13, it talks about the conditions of the soil. 
You guys remember that? Read them. Read them in all, in all of those. But here's the deal. The hard path represents the heart hardened to God's word or to his presence. The rocky soil represents a shallow heart unable to withstand trouble or persecution. The soil that choked up with weeds represents a heart distracted by worries and prosperity. But the fertile soil represents a heart that produces a fruitful life. If we want a fruitful life, we have to have our heart. The soil represents the heart. Our heart has to be soft and mushy. Bobby Connor told us this uh, a couple years ago. We were going through some things, and he called us to check on us. How many know it's just great to have people like that in your life? He called us to check on us, and he said, so I hear you guys are going through some stuff. We're like, yeah. yeah. You know, he's a pastor for how many years and prophet. And, you know, you just Google Bobby Connor, you're going to find all kinds of really bad stuff. So don't Google stuff, you know. Anyways, wanted to check on us, and he said, Shar, he said, I've learned this. Tough skin and a soft, mushy-gushy heart. My response I'm not going to tell you exactly what my response was because I was, I said, how in the world do you do that? How do you have a tough skin and a soft, mushy, gushy heart? It's because I guard my heart and I choose to see people that have hurt us through the eyes of the heart of Jesus. And that's what we have to do. And I choose not to have this over my heart because I want all that God has for me. I want everything. I want the crumbs. I want the steak. I want the cheesecake. I want the muffins. I want the whatever. Pizza. Chicken in the morning. Yeah, fried chicken. Yum. Doesn't all that sound good? Oh, I'm like drooling. Yeah, three more days. Tuesday's coming. Hallelujah. A heart free from bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, pride, jealousy, resentment, division, distractions. Do you know that there's more division in the world now than I have ever, ever, ever seen? And you know that some of that division is in the church? This should not be. This shouldn't be. If we all walked around offense-free and chose to not be offended, we would not have division. Because division comes because we're offended. I'm offended because you got the shot. I'm offended because you didn't. I'm offended because you wear a mask. I'm offended because you don't wear a mask. I'm offended. If we did this, there would be no division. Because I would say, hey, cool, good for you. Good for you, right? It's learning. Why? Because we want all of the presence of God. And we can't enter into that place with him if we're carrying stuff in our heart. And I'll show you why. Colossians 3, 1 through 3, and I'm almost done. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. Even if we did that, think about the things of heaven. Quit thinking about the person that ticked you off. Choose to forgive and let it go. Let it go. Watch Frozen. Watch it more often. And just keep rewinding that song. 
Let it go. Let it go. Do you want to build a snowman? I don't want to build a stinking rotten snowman. No, we don't. We don't like snow. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you die to this life. Hello, you die to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 12, since God chose you, you are his hand-picked representative. Can you believe that? That God, the God, the creator of the universe, hand-picked you to be his representative. He's like, I want Anna to represent me. I want Isaiah to represent me. How are we representing him? Think about that. How are we representing Jesus? When somebody honks at you, do you give them the three-finger wave or the one-finger wave? You guys are going, what? It's like this. That's what I'm talking about, people. Don't get your... Since God has chosen you to be the holy people that he loves, you must clothe yourselves with... Let me tell you what clothe yourself, clothe yourself with. I will. Okay. Tender-hearted mercy. Kindness. Say kindness. Look at your neighbor. Say kindness. 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 Husband and wives, kindness. Be kind to... Do you know if you can be nasty and mean, you can be kind. It's the same. I can choose if I'm going to be nasty or I'm going to choose if I can be nice. If we just were nice to each other, the world would be a completely different place. Humility. Humility. Humbling ourselves. Putting somebody else before us. In the church, if we would just do that. Let somebody, you know, just... Elevate somebody else. Yeah. It's really that easy. Gentleness. Patience. Listen to this, verse 13. Make allowance for each other's faults. Make make allowance for each other's faults. How many in here are perfect? There's two people. So Andy and Amy, you guys can (laughs) hang out together. Nobody is perfect. Be patient with each other. Amen? And forgive anyone who offends you. Forgive only the ones. Yeah. Forgive anyone. Say anyone. Anyone who offends you. Is it worth carrying the offense and missing what God has for us? Missing. I be- this is what I believe. I believe that there's going to be churches that are going to miss what God has. They're going to miss the presence of God. They're going to miss the revival. They're going to miss the cloud coming down. They're going to miss it because they won't give up offense. They won't give up the right to be right or to be wrong. They won't give it up. Why? Because, dang it, my theology is better than your theology. Or I'm, I believe. It's not what it says. That's not what it says. And then it says this. It says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Love binds us together in harmony. Why? Because God wants to come and show up and show off. But it's like he's, 
He's in the entryway and he's wanting to come in, but he's like, man, there's so much offense in that place. There's so much hate. There's so much division. How can I? How can I? God's a holy God. And he wants to come and he wants to do it and he is going to do it. It doesn't mean, I'm telling you this, he's going to come and he's going to do it and I am missing out. If you choose to put that stuff on your heart, you can be in this very room and not experience one single thing. That's your problem, not mine. That's in a nice way. I mean that with all love. It ain't my problem, it's yours. You can sit there and you can, you can twiddle, you can fiddle, you can piddle, you can puddle, you can whatever. If you choose to care, keep that offense right here, if you choose that, that's what you're going to be doing in your seat, piddling and puddling, just not on the chair because they're cloth. So if you're going to puddle, wear depends. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Man, I can go on and on, but I'm not going to. I'll stop there and I'll finish next week. Why don't you guys stand up? Let me have Amy at the piano. I went way over my time. I said 8.10. I met 8.10 tomorrow. <laughs> the king of glory. Say the king of glory. Do you guys, do you guys under, we need a revelation of this king of glory. We need a revelation of this king, this lion of the tribe of Judah that wants to come and he wants to just, he wants to just mess us all up. He wants, he wants to clean us from the inside out. He wants to come and he wants to do what he wants to do. But if we have offense, if we have bitterness, if we have, if we have all of those things in my heart, it hardens my heart. It's hard. And Ezekiel, he says, I want to take out that heart. I want to take that heart out. And I want to give you a heart that is flesh, a heart that is responsive, a heart that can feel. He wants to do that. And he does that. And we get that. And it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then somebody ticks me off again. Or somebody does something I don't like. Or I, I don't agree with somebody. Or I think that somebody should do something a certain way and they don't. That's pride. And control. And manipulation. And the Bible says that manipulation is like witchcraft. Come on. I'm stepping on toes now and that's okay. You know why? Because Jesus wants to come. And repentance, it's a reset button. Say reset. reset. Repentance is, I change the, I, I see it, God, I see it, I don't want it, I'm going to think about it differently, and I'm going to do something different. And then God goes, beep, reset. He never remembers it again. He doesn't remember that you were controlling and manipulative and was dabbling in witchcraft. He sees you then through the blood of his son, and he goes, oh, there we go. Reset. Aren't you thankful that he gives us a tool to repent, and he resets us, and we're just like it never happened. Hallelujah. Amen? So if you have something in your heart, see, we're preparing, man. We're, we're preparing for him to come. And everything that comes, when the word is preached, when something is said, when worship is happening, my heart is going to be soft and gushy and mushy. 
and fertile and ready for when the when it comes, that it's going to take hold and take root. See, when things come and my heart is hard, then the Word of God and the presence of God has no effect in me because it's like the seed goes, bing! You guys get that? But we want it to come and take go down deep and take roots. And when it has an effect on me is when I change and something happens differently in me and I actually do something different. Does that make sense? I'm transformed. Right? That's what he wants for us. That's what his presence does for us. If we ever encounter the presence of God and leave the same, then we didn't encounter the, pre- encounter the presence of God. Because when I encounter the presence of God, I'm changed. Because he puts his finger just on that one thing. And he says, you know, your attitude determines your altitude. Let's just change that. I'm like, oh, yes, God, yes. And then we leave. We come in as a caterpillar on our belly. And we leave as a butterfly because we've been transformed. Amen? Put your hands out like this. Lord, we just, I just thank you. God, we just give you the hardness of our heart. God, we lay that at your feet. We humble ourselves. We lay our anger, our control, manipulation. We, get, we lay out right to be right, our pride. We lay that all down at your feet, God, because we want every ounce that you have for us. We want it all, and we want a place to land. We want our heart to be soft and mushy and gushy and fertile. So we say yes to you, Jesus. And we lay it all down. We give up the right to be offended, even if we have the right to be offended. We leave it to you at your feet, not to pick it up, but to be transformed so that we can represent you well and represent you well. So that when people, we're around people and we're talking to people, the core of our heart comes out and it's all love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, mercy. That's what pours out of us because that's what's in us. Not ick and yuck and offense. So Father, we love you. We honor you. Let our lives be an incense to you. That living sacrifice to you. Because all we want All we want is to be pleasing to you. And you see us as pleasing and holy because of Jesus. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. Bless the people when they eat chicken and pizza, ice cream and chili, spaghetti and fajitas. What else are we hungry for, people? hamburgers and french fries all right in jesus name amen you guys have a great night thank you for listening to our podcast today be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages to learn more or to get connected with us please visit us at worldharvestusa.com God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.